0: I want to welcome this week's guest Shilok to the show today. Shilok begins our show with a powerful statement that gender is a privilege. Have you ever thought about that? I definitely took my gender for granted and this episode broke that down so deeply that I was left with the feeling of blessing for just not having to have endured such hardship. Shilok is a marriage of celebration and destruction. The powerful feminine energy in herself which she calls Shakti is being used to many arts. The two important arts that she uses to destroy patriarchy is dance and poetry. She is a national award recipient for her radio show Lesbians in the Shadows. She has been awarded many awards for her work on poetry and been invited to literature festivals like Bangalore Lit Fest, Times Lit Fest, Equal by Ranga Shankara and so much more. I'm talking to Shilok about a deeply personal story of sex reassignment surgery and the myriad connections between SRS journey and sleep. She's wise beyond 24 years and her experiences have made her the most graceful, wise old woman. Shiloh provides excellent information for anyone on an SRS journey. Do be warned that this episode is very graphic. So if there are children next to you, maybe you need to just remove yourself from that situation before listening to it. But this is a great show even if you are not on a similar journey simply to understand that true spirit of inclusivity and celebrate what you have so much to celebrate for. Listen to the show today and do show Shilok and me your love by leaving us a review. Welcome to the Sleep Whisperer Podcast. I am your host Deepa. Join me and my many expert guests and medical professionals from the cutting-edge science of functional medicine of the West and ancient wisdom of the East. Learn all about how to discover your root causes of poor sleep and understand the proper tools and techniques to end your confusion and begin getting a good night's sleep. It's time to regain hope and begin your sleep journey with the sleep whisperer podcast Shilok welcome to the sleep whisperer podcast it's a pleasure to have you and i know we i, I have had such fascinating conversations with you before we actually recorded this. So you I actually told my husband and son that Shilok is so knowledgeable. And when I told my son this, he asked me, is she more knowledgeable than Appa? So his dad. (laughs) I doubt that. That's so sweet. Well, um, I mean, it's great. It was great speaking with you yesterday because I got a lot of insight. I, even though I had done so much of research for this, you really definitely gave me such pure insights into this. So we are talking about the SRS journey and sleep challenges because uh, in anybody, the hormone piece actually adds a layer of challenges to sleep and definitely when you're having hormones added in the whole journey it can impact sleep but if you support sleep it can actually be a way of supporting the journey itself and we spoke about this yesterday and you've done some things to help yourself but before we get into all those recommendations let's just start with because it's definitely a deep journey. And uh, I think even uh, though you've come such a long way, you'll probably resonate with so many people who might be facing ostracism, bullying, uh, uh, no, lack of acceptance from those whom they really want acceptance from. So just tell tell us about your story. How did you... Um, How did you discover that you had something which you wanted to go towards which was uh, talking to your soul and it was calling you in a particular direction how did you accept that within yourself how did your family cope with that and then how did you actually come to where you are today where you're so insightful and so full of information for us accepting that whole uh, pain of the process and the path and the challenges that brought all those challenges that brought you to where you are today.
1: First of all, thank you. Thank you, Deepa. I mean, thank you for having me. It's actually my pleasure and honor to be here. Uh, and also it's something which is so important to talk. I think I'm, I'm so glad that you take this, uh, take this initiative. Um, I'm 24 right now, so if I have to really talk about my whole journey, I think we need a several episodes to like, you know, record this, but uh, to be, uh, to be precise and like in a very simple manner, if I have to tell my story, um, like I get this question a lot, like, you know, when did you discover yourself? So my answer has always been that I have always been who I am. Mm where I was born and how I was conditioned, right? If I was born in a world where I didn't have any gender construction and you have to be, like, you know, if I wasn't gendered because of my body and if I was given the liberty way earlier, like, you know, to express who I am, I think I would have, like, known myself really long time ago. Mm. Um, but, um. The journey starts while struggling, even from my childhood. It could be like when I was four or five, asking my mom to, um, you know, uh, to have a, a dress or have a like butterfly hair clip and like, you know, demanding all these small things. And, and and like you know the journey starts from there it's not like you know when in the teenage um, discovering certain um you know differences and 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 like you know uh, concluding my journey it's not about that it's it's it started way before that right wow. like, uh, i think all these years it has always been a you know a struggle of defending myself of fighting for who i am and what i wanted to identify myself as so because a lot of people in this world um, are born with the privilege of gender like you know like and people do not really take that seriously like right uh, whether it's uh, like you know cisgender women or cisgender men like you know for them the body and the gender that they are addressed is a privilege it's just nothing for them but for us like you know you know who have to, fight entire journey either with society or with parents or with teachers or with your classmates friends very importantly with yourself mm-hmm. right it's like it's, it's like a, a fighting with your own self is the biggest you know uh, uh, journey that i could say um and um, I think when I just moved from Kut to Bangalore and tried to discover, I'm like, I was a completely coming from a very small town, like, you know, a small rural village and uh, didn't never be into a city and like, you know, try to understand what is this. So uh, that's how it began. And for the first time when I met people who actually have a similar feelings, like, you know, with my own community, it was something So um, what uh, I was feeling so good that like, finally there are some people like me, I am not abnormal. Like there is nothing nothing wrong with me. So uh, to feel that it's something like a huge thing for me. Um, And later, well, it is a really very big journey, but um, I think I, because after I was like self-introspecting uh, myself and understanding myself, and that is the one of the reasons why I uh, took my majors as psychology in my undergrad, um, to understand myself. And no. uh, uh, so my spiritual journey began from a very long time. That also helped me in many ways to understand me. And... Um, and I th- I think I was always uh, with the right people uh, directing me for the right choices. And that led me to, you know, to explore myself. And I'm uh, in I like, you know, um, grace of universe, like something like, you know, it was a miracle, like everything set so right for me. Um, and, um, and then, uh, it happened to be, I had a surgery and, um, though, though there are many, um, things in my life, which is opening for me, but my surgery was one of the very important days because, um, I didn't tell my parents because I did having conversation with them, but it looks like they were not, <coughs> and I had to, um, you know, um, uh, Make this decision, like you know, not always parents have to take decision for us. Like it's time for me to take decision for myself. Mm-hmm. And I had with me, and I went to Mumbai um, uh, for a surgery. Where um, I was in Switzerland before that, and I told my parents that I'm still in Switzerland, so that they don't have to worry also because um my parents lost uh, lost my younger brother and it was a very huge thing to deal in the family um and um so that was the thing that i don't want to traumatize my parents more um and for a week my uh, friend was there so the surgery is like you know you present after the bit and everything where uh, the whole response is yours like you might die or anything can happen um it's it's completely your responsibility so it was like so scared like you don't know what what's gonna happen um after a week you know i was all alone in hospital and um and like you know like giving birth to myself understanding this new body and new things in my life and and that really made me very strong today yeah
0: But that's beautiful, what you said about the privilege, because that's so true. We just don't think that gender is actually a privilege. We just take it for granted. That's uh, profound. And uh, how about the financial implications of these surgeries? So is it very um, expensive for people to be able to do it?
1: So it depends upon which hospital, which doctor that you're going to consult, like, so, so the results are same, but like, you know, some are very, like, you know, experienced and like, the uh, and it is, it hacks, like, you know, some hospitals or some surgeons have their own reputations, Um, like, it can go like, you know, from 25 lakhs to a lakh from All one lakh to 25 lakh. So yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it's, it's that wide. It can be more than that as well. So it's also depends, are you going to do an abroad or in India or where are you actually going to do that? So um, where I did was in Mumbai, it, I could afford it because it was in my budget, which costed me around 3.5 to 4 lakhs. Um, and I am, I am glad that like what i was 21 22 um and whatever i earned um you know i saved it as much as i could um Mm -hmm. and and i was i was ready for it so
0: but tell me when you did go through this did you you said it was like giving birth to yourself again you are also without family so was that, uh, did you have emotions at that time, like a little bit of uh, fear, guilt, anything at that point?
1: I did had a fear, uh, you know, because there is no guarantee. And also I was feeling guilt uh, after surgery because my mom is nurse and I, I have grew up my whole life in hospital. So I was in my mom's hospital, gorgeous, like growing up, like, you know, I was, I was born and grew up in hospital. So, um, and I knew that like to have my mother next to me at this point of time was so important and essential. And it's also like the weird things happen in hospital. The days I had a very bad, like, pain um and when things were going so worse i was just remembering mom and like whenever mom used to call me um and then she's like are you fine i don't know i have this weird stomachache. or like you know and someday she's like i had this weird dream like you know some girl is coming in my dream I it's just like it's just so scary like what's happening like you know mm-hmm. um mother at the end of the day like you know whether i tell her i don't tell her like she gets what i am going through so um i i i don't know i i I wish really i could had my parents but i had to take that decision but um after surgery i have written something if if you allow me i could read
0: oh sure please do please
1: um so this is what i wrote so uh after um couple of days, I uh, got up and then I, I was all alone in hospital. And, um, and I wrote this. I am having this beautiful feeling which I am feeling now. Six days back when I had my surgery, everything was so zero. It was empty later after two days i sensed my vagina and i feel the heat on following time when i witnessed blood and got terrible pain i feel the energy of this nature's volcano flowing from it but today though there was pain and i am bleeding when i feel it and when i saw it it was the energy of beautiful river a river which is a female body and it was calm strengthening and living inside and out it was it wasn't so dark but it was beautiful red drops i feel um today i feel the energy of swayambu today i am swayambushini a self-created one i am the nature not the one created by nature i was self-created the moment i started bleeding and it spread my vulva and it reached the bed shape She was warm. She was warm and calm, not so thick, not so forceful, not so dark, beautifully red. I have been carrying her from the day I came from nature because it was told she don't have to be created. She had to self-create herself. And so she is not attached with conditioned insecurities or attached values. I, the body was just a well-strengthened, protective cave to keep her safe till she is ready to come out. I was a strong shell for her, and now she is strong enough to come out. She's not violent, volumeful. She's beautiful, warm, and calm. She do look like me, sound like me, but she's not me. As days roll, you will witness the swayambu. She's going to raise herself, and do all the necessity that she has, has given birth to herself not the creator nor the mediators has any rights on her she is free as much as whole cosmos are explorable she is ionica born without the book
0: beautiful i mean there is so much strength in that and but when did you actually tell your parents and how how did you actually
1: okay so this is a bit challenging because um i haven't told them yet that i had surgery okay. um so uh they know about because they're still processing but i also suspect that they know so at home there are certain things like you know this happens with the most of a family in india like you just don't want to speak which makes you uncomfortable you don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation that's true though that's you know true. you do yeah to know about yeah i think we are in that age so and also i have made peace with my parents because the journey it is for me it is also for them because um technically they have like you know lost two children that they have given birth so i'm just like a new child like you know come and accept me so it's going to take a while for them and i have to like, you know, give that space and time for them to process it. So I, I cannot force them because it's also a journey for them. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Like, you know, how much ever time they want it to take. So I, at the end of the day, I know my parents love me. So that is what it matters.
0: But I, I I think you sound way wiser than 24, Shilok. This sounds like the words of somebody who's much, much older because that's really, there's so much wisdom in that. So Shilok, tell me about the whole journey of you. You've spoken to me about the surgery, but how is the whole srs journey i mean how are how is it with the hormones what what's the way is it different person to person and that you mentioned to me that it's deeply individualized but walk me through the process of your transitioning uh, not just the surgery but in terms of the hormones and the entire process to where you are today
1: so uh, for a lot of people um, today, I mean, the world that we are living, um, I mean, where we have, like, cosmetic, cosmetic surgeries, something like, you know, everyone wanted to do, like, you know, to um, look beautiful, to look or like, you know, uh, uh, to help themselves to feel better in their own skin and stuff. Uh, but the SRS stands completely different. Uh, in this um, you know picture uh, because it's a very long process it's not like one day i just got up and i feel like i'm being ai wanted to be a woman or i wanted to be a man and i want i'm going to go and have a surgery it's not mm. like that um so what really uh, the process is like you know you need to uh, so i so I, let me talk about myself so um i went to uh, ms ramaya hospital in Bangalore, mm. and um and then I consulted a psychiatrist. Um, though I was uh, before like meeting my psychiatrist, I was already living as a woman in society, so it wasn't difficult. Otherwise, once this uh, psychiatric, uh, psychiatrist certifies you, you need to, um, you know, lead a life of a woman for two years, like wearing a woman's clothes and, like, you know, okay. uh, you. Renowned for yourself because it just to confirm that you are comfortable, you are sure about what you're going through. So that is why this process is so. Um, <clears throat> so but that for me it was easy because I was already leading that life. Um, mm. and then, uh, uh, so basically the process is you need a certificate of two psychiatrists and one uh, clinical psychologist, and then you are referred to endocrinologist. So then I was referred to endocrine, uh, Ms. Mala Thadmirajan uh, in Ms. Ramayak's cell. Um, before consulting her, like, I have to examine myself. So, examine is like, you will have a nurse coming and you have to be naked and they just like examine your body. It's just a process. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and uh, just, to, just to make sure, like, you know, the endocrinologist has have to describe you certain things too, just to check that. And then uh, you will be done the basic checkup of your uh, body, like you know, about all your vitamins and stuff, like all your um, the hemoglobin, whatever the things. Um, and later the hormones will be prescribed. So the hormones was for uh, wa- one year to two years, uh, where um um so, um, I was given uh, the estrogen tablet to take, uh, it was a 2 mg, so every day, and then I had to um, um, take a uh, uh, anti progesterone, I'm not sure the injection, so that's okay. every month okay so um after that like while the hormones has been started i was also having my laser treatment for facial and stuff
0: nice. um
1: so i used to go to my mice- uh, it was very cheaper because uh, at that point of time the job I had and the salary I had, I couldn't afford to like you know uh, get into some hospital in Bangalore and pay bulk month So this was this used to co- cost me 2.5 k or not 2. Point, like around 2 k every month, and also with so, like hormones it would have costed me around 1 k. So it was like 3 k every month. Okay, um, so oh. well, and then uh, thankfully, I had like other several jobs, and I was in abroad working for quite a while, and I saved a lot of money. And um, and then I can cons- I I heard from uh, one of two uh, other tra- a trans women, uh, oh. about her surgery and stuff, oh. and um. And then um, I went to consult this doctor in Mumbai, and I remember, still love. I used to catch uh, so because I I can only take leave in the uh, on uh, like Monday I had off because I was working in art space, mm-hmm. and a Sunday evening. Mm-hmm i used to take a flight and i used to reach uh, Mumbai airport around 1 32 in the night and i used to just sleep in the airport till morning 6 30 mm. and then i used to go immediately to uh, mm. hospital so that i get my first appointment um uh, and it was like you know 730 something because the surgeon is like very demanded surgeon dr Sanjay Pandey oh. and uh, you can see his work on online Pretty famous. Um, So, though he used to come around ten o'clock, and he is a wonderful doctor. Like you know, when I met him for the first time, as a patient, I think I felt that confidence. Like this is the doctor who is right for me. This is the And there was who no,
0: trust. there's no okay. sense of judgment from anybody through all of this.
1: Not at all. I think. um you know, one thing with me, I have a privilege to, to walk as a woman, like a cisgender woman, easily because mm-hmm. um, I I have this voice. It's my natural voice. A lot of people ask me, "Did you do anything?" and stuff like this mm-hmm. has been my voice, and that's the, also I was a radio jockey for a while. Um, so I like n- until I tell someone that I am queer, nobody will know. Right. So it is easy do that and also uh, you know before uh, consulting a doctor i have changed my other card and like it's also the government you know how it's a government office works and stuff it's yes. like you have to wait for a long time like you know the kind of questions um they ask they are not so sensitive and stuff um, uh, but it was okay i was mentally prepared to face all of this and i changed my Aadhaar card and things and i also um uh, before that um i went to a newspaper agency and like you know and announced the change of my gender i didn't change my name because my name is so personal for me it was given by my mom combining her name and my dad's name so mm-hmm. and it's a unique name that nobody has so wanted to change my name
0: actually um, it sounds very feminine
1: so, yeah it is it's it's very gender neutral for me so so yeah i so that's what i changed my gender and announced my gender change of you know on newspaper and through that i changed my other card and then i had all the documents um, even uh, i went to clpr and also one of my close friend is a lawyer and he helped me to get certain documents and stuff and i of it for all of these things either for the hospital for hormone therapy or for the newspaper and everything and um and i had everything when i was going to mumbai and i submitted to the doctor and he was pretty positive and um and he said that like you know when do you want to do this like you know in couple of months and stuff so uh i think when i met him it was in september after my birthday sometime i went and um and i had a one month gap uh, because i was traveling i had to go to um uh, Probably, um, I, I, yeah, I was in Switzerland uh, for doing my shows. Um, and immediately as I came back, um, you know, I had my date. I actually figured that out through WhatsApp call. And I fixed it. And um, the And oh, it was October 29th. And um, I went and... Um, It was a bit scary because like, you know, Mm -hmm. I never had a surgery in my life, though I grew up my entire life uh, in hospital. Um, uh, And it was also scary that like, though I had my very close friend with me, but um, uh, thankfully, I actually wanted to go all alone. Thank God I didn't do that mistake. and when i was uh then uh, like we were on october 27th so we reached early uh, like early night na- like in the night and the whole day 28th uh there was a uh, time for me to process and stuff i was doing my meditation a bit of um, you know, work out to be mentally mm. and physically prepared, and um, I have to be fasting and like you know, I have to puke and everything, uh, to keep my stomach empty, and it was really whoa, too much, yeah. Uh, early morning at five o'clock, yeah. and like you know, I had my bath and I was all prepared and stuff, um, and finally, there were like you know, uh. uh They were like taking me and I was a bit scared and nervous because like I'm entering a ICU for the first time, like, you know, for Mm -hmm. the the OT for the first time. Um, And then I was just seeing my friend like, you know, from very far away. I'm like, you know, oh, my God, I hope I will see him again. And like, you know, I'm just praying to the universe that like, you know, um, let everything goes well and six o'clock. It was, I think, I could see a sunlight and stuff. And my anesthetic, who I met the day before, she came. And um, so I have another name called Shivanya. And she was like, Uh, oh, so uh, Shilok, would you like me to when you get up, would do you want me to call you Shilok or Shivanya? Mm. So I was like, It doesn't matter, like any name, I just wanted to be alive. Right. So, um Yeah, and then um, and she was just giving me anesthetic like it was just a small injection Um, and she was just talking. I don't know when I went for sleep. Um, so it was like a four to five hours long surgery. Um, And uh, when I I somewhere got a little consciousness, like you know, when they were moving me off the surgery, but I could, I don't remember. And when I got consciousness, it was around night at nine thirty in the night. And I get, I get up, uh, as in like, uh, I, I open my eyes and I see my friend. I, I tell him, um, hey, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to talk to my mom, and I call her immediately as I, I open my eyes. WhatsApp call, and mm-hmm. I, I just call her, and I just tell her like uh, because I have this um, uh, ritual to call my mom morning and evening. Okay, it's mm-hmm. like from the day I have left home, mm-hmm. and this has been a ritual. I cannot, there is no day I never call her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So whether I am mm-hmm. in Bangalore, whether I am abroad, it doesn't matter. But I have to call her so uh, I call her and I told her like uh, um, mommy I am I had a really long rehearsal today and I'm just a bit tired uh, I'm going for sleep I will talk to you tomorrow morning and she was like okay fine and stuff so um, I didn't have much pain because the anesthetic effect was there for two to three days mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I don't feel pain at all. It's just like, you know, I had such a huge surgery and stuff. And like, I had so many painkillers in my body and so many things. Um, and like after three days, so actually they put a rod inside your uh, vagina so that the vagina doesn't compress, okay? Oh, yeah. So uh, they have to remove it after three days, the rod. Mm. Okay. And it's really huge that was like trust me deepa it was like pain i I felt like i was giving birth to myself Mm -hmm. i felt i i don't know how it is to give birth to a child you might Mm -hmm. know it pretty well than me yeah but it was just it was like i also felt like i'm giving birth to myself it it is so painful like Mm -hmm. you can't mean i can't like nobody can imagine how painful it is though like you know they put anesthetic with anesthetic
0: gel it is so painful but that sounds just Um, like what you said about giving birth to a child i think that's the, the see that i think that pain just erases and i think you know i always see that uh, when you have a child and there's you've been through so much of pain, that's also why you value it so much. And I think I can totally relate a similar thing for you where due to that level of pain, you really value who you have become today greatly. Would you agree to that?
1: Exactly. So I, I actually love myself so much I, I do my self respect is very important. And um, it's like, you know, I prefer myself because I have all this pain and journey, it wasn't easy. And I've gone through so much. So uh, when the whole world was unkind to me, I cannot add myself to be unkind. So oh. at least I, I myself need to be kind to myself and love myself. So that's the biggest lesson in this process. So and then you have blood pipe and petrol uh, for the urinary. I used to drink a lot of water because water is a very essential thing for the healing and stuff. Hmm. And then uh, after a week I stopped, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the diet was changed for the heart, like, you know, not, not, non-liquid food and like to a past motion it was really that was like the other thing and that was the day my friend was leaving and he actually was like wanted to go to the icons and like you know clarify certain things i, I was all alone and i was just and, and there was a, a maid came and she also asked this question oh wait uh, you don't have anyone like you know mm-hmm. then i told like um so they also don't know anything so i just told that like, like my husband is there and he's gonna come back and stuff um, um, and also, my, like the friend I'm mentioning, he I prefer that he's like my life partner. Um, so and and then uh, it was also for me so hard, like you know, I though I have great friends and uh, amazing family and stuff, to not tell someone it's a mental trauma to like I don't have anyone. Yeah, and, like you know, and in your vulnerable stage. Yeah. So and then I I started having a giddiness. And also, as a art, as a performer who like who's been dancing over the stage and performing, and the body is so essential for me. So when I can't move for the first time, it's like a huge shock for my body and my mind. Okay, mm. so to be dependent on mm. so I couldn't take it, and I was I was feeling giddiness, and I really fell. Uh, I think, and and then. Um, my friend came and i started crying i i think i i cried for 2 to 3 hours like hmm. without stopping because I, and i didn't know for what reason i'm crying because there i was like, pain like, a and cathars- like
0: yeah. i think it's also something like a catharsis right where you release something and then you embrace something else
1: yeah yeah it was it was but after that i felt really good and then for one week to be all alone, Deepa, to be honest, having a huge surgery and not to have anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, its a. I don't know how I did, like, you know, even I know at the end of the day, I was literally running over the hospital because I had a flight to Bangalore. I had to catch it. I need to finish all the icons and stuff going up and down. And it's a very huge hospital, the Kokilaben Hospital and and i remember nurses like you know they were like madam you just had a surgery you cannot i i was literally running you see and um and then like i don't know how i did this that and i came all by myself to bangalore and to and then to my home and my friend picked me up uh, from home and yeah, so that was like a process, and it took a month or something uh, to come. It took almost three months to completely heal. But um, yeah, and it was also a huge thing for me to understand new body and new things. Wow.
0: Yeah,
1: that was the whole process.
0: So, um, I mean, it's really I applaud you Shilok because I really I was in a marriage one when I felt alone but this sounds something far far worse to be going through all of this all by yourself so I really want to appreciate that because you can offer so much to so many people on this journey so I think this as I said all i see in you is great wisdom a wise woman Uh, so let's talk about in this whole process of srs some research has found connection with the quality of sleep increased snoring daytime sleepiness just as a result of changes in testosterone estradiol progesterone what was your response through that process? In terms of walk us through the connections between those hormone changes and sleep quality.
1: Um, so as I was talking to you, uh, you know, uh, yesterday, um, I remember telling you it's very subjective because the body and like you know the personal uh, life history it really adds a lot in this process. Uh-huh um for me when i started hormones i was very well known that like i'm going gonna go through swings and stuff because there was going to be a lot of uh, you know uh, hormone imbalance and like the there will be a huge fight of hormones inside my body and though I was because i was aware about it i was able to process it Mm. It wasn't easy. I was being very wow. emotional. I was being, um, you know, I used to cry for silly things. And though I was very strong, like you know, even the smallest thing used to hurt me so much. Um, but uh, somewhere I, 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 I dealt with it. I was only scared that what if I'm going to lose someone who I really love so much with terrible fights and stuff. But I, I informed my friends and stuff. Like guys, I'm going to do something like this. So I'll be more you know, like you know mentally vulnerable and like you know things so just, um, just telling you that i don't want to do something stupid but i think i i had a great friend circle who c- completely understand and supported me yeah. and with the sleep thing um i yeah. feel that um i don't know whether my hormones or um <clears throat> or um the process that i was going through was um dealing with me because as a um, artist, like we go through a lot of, uh, you know, like we work out, we do yoga, there's a lot of meditation and like, you know, the certain somatic practices and stuff, which um, helps us to, you know, stay in a right healthy lifestyle. And also somewhere like, you know, the urban lifestyle used to exchange my sleep patterns because like I have, like worked like not sleeping for two days and stuff because I am a workaholic person. I, I am um organized and I'm a perfectionist. So I want everything to be right. So this attitude also has made me like, you know, sleepless and,
0: and that's stuff. the typing. Um,
1: sorry?
0: The type A personality who is a perfectionist and who's always doing, doing, doing and that's also uh, the type A personality always struggles usually with sleep because they're all about getting things done, doing things quickly. So that sounds like a regular type A.
1: I I think I am and also like you know though I actually finish everything and like you know I feel okay everything is done I don't know how my brain uh, like we all think a lot we all know that our brain doesn't stop thinking but though I, I am now I am ready to sleep now and I wanted to rest but still like you know my brain will be thinking okay what is going to be tomorrow how am I going to do things like you know who am I going to meet and like what are the things though I have been written on diary and like you know everything being prepared but still like you know and how I'm going to do it like what time I have to start like you know it's just like I, I I cannot stop planning so if you ask me what I'm gonna do, like after 10 years, I've already planned things. So I though whether it's like I also do, like you know, I have plan A, plan B, plan C, sometimes <laughs> plan B. Like, you <laughs> know, and so It's 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 sometimes it's also scares me that, like, you know, but I have also realized no, to live. You know,
0: Shilok, it point. sounds as if to me that you've had to do those things for yourself because. In this whole process, you've had to always have plan D, plan C. So I think that's probably what has also brought you to that, um, possibly. But and what you're talking about is what anybody would go through. But I want to talk a little bit about see, transgender medicine is a growing field. Every pa- patient is complex, and the medical community itself is trying to improve care of patient and it remains to be seen what will be the physiological effect of hormone therapies on each individual. And androgens and estrogen influence sleep uh, regardless of sex. And then the effect of these doses and formulations used in gender transition adds another layer of complexity and uniqueness to each person. And um, so this can definitely impact sleep. And there is some research connecting this complexity of this sex hormone therapy with sleep disordered breathing. So it's usually advised that this patient population should be screened for some form of sleep disordered breathing. So I'm just wondering, that sleep can be very supportive to the srs journey so if those struggling with challenges can actually be looked at clinically and supported on a sleep journey it can help the whole transition of that what do you feel i know that you've spoken to me that how you um, moved away from city life because it you thought it would help you to slow down so that's a, a great way to actually support yourself so do you feel that others going through this journey can do certain things as part of their routine in the transition of a srs journey whereby they can support sleep reduce stress improve their health
1: absolutely yes because i think that like you know anything it's not about only um you know sex reassignment surgery it's like not only transgender regardless of sex gender what is important as human being in in this present world is is self introspection like to know yourself so well and to know where you are today going to help you a lot so, for example, if you're going to talk about a person who is a for dysphoric and going through this process, um, it means that the person should actually um, do research and talk to doctors and be really very well aware of all the consequences and stuff, which will prepare them to deal things, which will actually, you know, um, help them to, um, they can do certain things which can keep them uh, to have a very positive lifestyle.
0: What's your routine every evening which actually helps you wind down, slow down, sleep better? And is there a practice that you include into your life which improves your resilience to stress? Of course, you meditate and do yoga. So do you feel all those are non-negotiable practices as part of your life that you would do them no matter how busy you are or what's going on in your life that you give time to certain uh, some sort of self-nurturing every day?
1: Um, so, um, it's not necessarily non-negotiable for me because, um, see, I, I I, used to for like, you know, from past two years, I've been traveling. I was like, you know, I, different cities, different part of the world, like, you know, and also like when you are like, you know, different part of the world, like, you know, the sleep cycle also keeps changing and like, it's a different lifestyle. So I I wasn't, I was not able to guarantee myself to have a this like particular thing. But one thing about me is like, although uh, like being so organized and oh. also being perfectionist in many ways, I also have a quality of being, uh, you know, adaptable to situations. Oh. So I'm a very adaptable person. So I, I can adapt to everything. Yeah. So like you know today i might just sleep in the floor and tomorrow i'm also pretty comfortable you know i, I sleep on the very comfortable bed so i am I, I can do anything so um but it's also depends like like i where am i but uh what am i doing so now i am home so my routine is like i get up at five o'clock and i clean home i cook and i prepare lunchbox for my parents and then I attend my class again. I cook in the afternoon again. I uh, attend my class and again I clean house and like I have my cats and there are so many things. And again I cook in the evening and I prepare myself for the tomorrow morning and I just sleep. So sleep early. So that is the like routine for me right now in my present life.
0: But your adaptability sounds like you're a yogini, Shilok where you're able to go with the most adverse situations and as well enjoy the great ones. So that's the great place to be, which most people strive to get there many, many decades later. Definitely not at 24. So hats off to you for that. But let, uh, how about you just, let's say you were to give individuals who were on the whole srs journey where they have to go through hormone therapy and surgery what would be your personal recommendations to those individuals um, to support themselves physiologically um okay
1: first thing like you know please um consult a before taking hormones not to you know listen to a friend or someone that you know and start hormones that's really But does you know, that happen
0: Shiloh talk to me about that does that actually happen where people self prescribe hormones
1: that happens a lot
0: that happens a lot
1: because some people cannot afford to go to the doctors because some doctors are really very expensive hmm. so I also also like you know People think that it's a very long process, you know, a psychiatrist should certify me for who I am and like, you know, and then I have to go through exa- examining and like this is like, you know, pretty uh, kind of a nightmare for some people to go through that process. So what does like most of the people like, you know, they just like ask one of the friends, like, you know, what's a hormones or just check on the Internet and go to the, uh, you know, uh, to the um, uh, pharmacy and get it so which is not a right thing because it is very important what endocrine just does to you and like to analyze your body and then like you know prescribe the right hormones after the right amount and that is so important um, because I remember there was a case one of my counselor was mentioning uh, there was uh, there was this trans woman who took so much of hormones without prescription mm. and and it really went so wrong that her skin was so sensitive even if you touch the skin was like about to peel
0: mm. and,
1: and, and like you know and are so many other side effects that the person can go through and it's gonna really mess up life and it's, it's something so serious but there are also hospitals which uh, People can afford, and you know, it's not so expensive. Uh, like, uh, probably, uh, you know, uh, MS Ramaya, I could recommend, uh, in Bangalore. Um, and also, like, you know, uh, it depends upon what kind of a surgery. Also, the SRS in, in SRS itself, there are like, you know, various different kinds of surgery. So, um, I uh, yeah, so coming back to your question, what I would really tell the people who are actually going through this process know yourself and understand what you're going through and talk to doctors like what are the side effects and what is going to happen when you take certain medicines and stuff and be prepared and uh, you need to have certain physical you know uh, workout either just so you don't have to go and join some gym or like you know get a personal uh, personal um you know uh, uh instructor for yourself you can always uh you know watch youtube or just do some sort of exercise for your body so that and also to eat well which is so important because the kind of a lifestyle that we are today we do not think what are the essentials that we are taking like you know are we taking right vitamins and like what, right nutrition to our body which is so so important to eat lot of fruits and like you know vegetables and like meat if you're a non-vegetarian and have all these things and prepare your body for surgery because it's something really big um you know you might have a lot of um, you know loss of blood and like so anything can happen so like you need to completely prepare your body for that so i think that two years or like a year that you're going through you need to sleep well eat well and work out well. so
0: yeah excellent advice Chilok. so basically you're saying that how you know when you say prepare your body it's pretty much like you wouldn't if you were pregnant you wouldn't take yourself lightly right you would Take so much care into what goes into your body. Nobody who's pregnant is going to skip sleeping or skip eating proper food. So this should be viewed very similarly because it's such a major change on the body, big surgery, a lot of hormones. So I think it's great if people actually view it as taking care as much as you would if you were pregnant. So that's excellent advice and um anything else you want to add before we get to our final two questions
1: yeah one thing like you know this is a post-surgery thing um i think it's it's also like when whether it's a trans women or trans women especially for trans women like you were in a male body for a long time and then you have a female body you and like we like a lot of trans women forget to take care like you know the hygiene is so important uh-huh. drinking water and like genital and female genital is completely different so you uh-huh. cannot actually live your life. A male genital, you need to be very sensitive because it's a very open area and be very hygienic and stuff because a lot of people make this mistake
0: and go through a lot of other problems later. That's great advice as well because you know what you said about the anatomy, it's so different because even uh, when you look at bladder issues, right? Because uh, female, uh, the urethra is so, so small compared to a male. That's why women have such a high predisposition for bladder issues, which can literally be a whole reason why somebody gets messed up sleep. Because if you get into a state where you're, you have irritable bladder, bladder infections, then you're going to be up all the time ruining your sleep and it's very very painful for anybody so excellent advice you've given both to take care of nutrition sleep take care of hygiene valuable advice for anybody who wants to get to the journey shilok thank you so much 100 million people today suffer from diagnosed sleep disorders. In your mind, what do you feel is the biggest root cause of poor sleep?
1: Well, um, I think, you know, uh, personally, I believe that we are moving to a virtual world. Like, you know, like our life is so digitalized. No wonder, like, you know, all our, uh, you know, uh, digital tools, digital toys are our life today and and like we're always the moment we get up we are on our phone the more before we sleep we, like, we just sleep with our phones and laptops so i think we need to get away. though we are moving in this life, but it is not that that is going to affect the sleep so much and um and also to like you know to spend time with yourself and to just like before we go to sleep just like you know switch off all your devices and like you know get away from the world and just sleep because going to sleep you're not going to sleep with the world you're like you need to yourself and, and prepare for the next day and also the kind of a lifestyle that we are um of course some people have night shift and they have to sleep in the morning which is not recommendable to be honest um but like you know to try your best to sleep early and to get up early um and like at least have six hours sleep in a day like i am not the right person to say this because when sometimes in the work like i also skip my sleep But also there are days I take like a day off and sleep for a whole day. And like, you know, because sleep is so important to re-energize yourself. And in many ways, your your brain, your body needs some rest.
0: Totally. But Shilok, I think after you record with us from now on, you're going to make sure your sleep is always a priority and you don't do that.
1: Now, because of the lifestyle that I am in right now at home, I think I uh, I have a pre- pretty good sleep cycle.
0: So, yeah. Excellent. So, I just want you to complete our mantra at the Sleep Whisperer podcast. So, you have to complete the sentence, if sleep is the new medicine, then how would you complete that? By sleeping. Excellent. She looked so much of wise words throughout this episode, and I think that even whether someone is going through an SRS journey, I mean, there's so much you offer to everybody. I simply cannot believe that you're just 24. I'm double your age Shilok almost and I find you are probably much, much wiser than I am. And definitely I was nowhere as wise as you at 24. So definitely there's deep blessings upon you. and what you say, you found yourself guided by the right people, right things at the right time. I can totally see that in you because there is no sense of anxiety. There is, I mean, there's a deep, deep peace and calmness within you where I just feel that I want to be speaking to you all the time. I want to be in your company. I feel peace just radiating from you. So may you have a great life and do great things because you're definitely destined towards that and thank you for being on the show today it was an absolute pleasure
1: thank you thank you Deepa. thank you so it was really kind words i think uh, it's always like you know the life pushes you to grow fast in your life so um, though I miss my childhood I miss being child I do fight myself to be child sometimes. but um, yeah thank you so much for giving me this space and opportunity to share all my experiences I think you're doing a great, really great job by sharing. Uh, like you know uh, people's stories and um, information which is so much needed like for it could be some little girl like me who could be searching for some source to understand what she's going for i think you're doing the right thing and uh, like you know uh, bless you and like all the very best for whatever you're doing and i'm just honored thank you
0: thank you shilok I hope you enjoyed the show. Just a reminder that this podcast is for information purposes only. This is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or otherwise qualified health professional. This information is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for personal help, on your health journey do seek out a medical practitioner. Please do make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with your doctor or otherwise qualified healthcare professional. It is in no way intended as medical advice as a substitute for medical counseling or as treatment or cure for any particular health condition. Be sure to always work directly with a qualified health Health practitioner before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle that may feel out of your realm of comfort or understanding. If you are looking for an allied functional medicine practitioner, do seek out more information on www.phytothrive.com or www.sleepwhisperer.pro. It is important that you have someone who is qualified and understands your health personally in order to provide adequate care, especially when it comes to chronic health conditions.